Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, welcome back to Bristopia, your friendly current affairs podcast broadcasting from the dizzying future of 2017. I am your host, Andy Price, presenting live from your new capital city, Bristol. I'm here to give you an insight into the weird and wonderful world that is the future. Here at Bristopia, we keep one eye on local news, another on the UK, and our third eye on the world. And along the way, we'll meet a few intriguing folk just trying to get by in these modern times. Coming up today, we're going to take a look at what the human race has had to deal with in the last few weeks, which will all be for you to look forward to in the future. So, you know, you can learn from it if you so wish. Later on, we'll meet our studio guest for this episode, which is returning old lady, Mrs. Miggles, who'll tell us a little bit more about what it's like to live in the future as a pensioner. Finally, our main story of this episode sees our American intern exchange student, documentary maker Justin Crockler, visit the set of one of the UK's biggest movie franchises, which has decided to set its next movie in Bristol. So, let's get started. What's been happening in the last few weeks? Pokemon Go made big news in 2016, but it was followed in 2017 by something even more revolutionary. A new app called Humamon Go allows you to see real-life people pop up on your screen using your smartphone's camera. The app lets you actually interact with them through your phone in real time. It's never been done before. It's absolutely remarkable stuff. I saw one of these people, actually, uh, one of these people uh, that you have to capture, uh, having a piss behind the bus station earlier. I threw a tennis ball at him, and now we're best mates. Of course, the Bristol Balloon Fiesta must be happening right now. 2016 saw hundreds rise early for the morning ascent during the event. Naturally, as 2017 is the year of enlightenment, there's been no Balloon Fiesta. It was cancelled once everyone realised they were waking themselves up at the same time as babies and old people just to watch some burnt oxygen lift some intertwined sticks full of bags of people flesh an unspecified number of metres into the sky. And they've rightly sectioned all balloonists for what's clearly an act of insanity. And the balloon's bad rap hasn't stopped there. Sales of regular birthday balloons have dropped in 2017 once the general populace noticed that handing someone a plastic sack full of germs and stale breath was no way to celebrate the anniversary of someone's birth. Back there in 2016, Uber is celebrating one year in Bristol. The transportation company offered free trips to new and current riders travelling between the hours of 9pm and 2am over the first weekend of August to give something back to their customers. To celebrate two years in 2017, Uber ceased operating entirely between the hours of 9 and 2 to give traditional taxi drivers back their livelihoods. 
Bristol was named one of the top 10 cities to live in in the world in 2016 by the magazine Forever Sports. Of the city, the article said, quote, its population is about 1 16th of England's capital, but you can still ride to an independent cafe on a fixie bike and get soy flat white from a surly hipster. However, the name check pleased Bristol's hipster baristas so much it dissipated their surliness and left the city, quite frankly, a ghastly place to live in 2017. Uh, its place on the list has been taken, surprisingly, by Wolverhampton when it was found that its city's hipsters would not only make your flat white with almond milk, but they would also do it with an overtone that was distinctly churlish. In 2016, a new local podcast was launched. A couple of guys decided to watch every single Nick Cage movie in order and talk about it. I thought about doing a spin-off where I watched every Nick Cage movie backwards, and I'm talking in rewind here, uh, but realised that would be unfair on those other guys, uh, as I'd probably end up with a far more rewarding experience. His movie about the World Trade Centre would have been far more uplifting for a start. Okay, now I know, I know that must have been incredibly overwhelming. News from the future, it's madness. So uh, what we're going to do here is what we usually do at this point in the show, which is to answer a few frequently asked questions about time travel. I get these from when you guys tweet me and I'll pick it up in the future using some kind of hashtag. So if you want to ask any questions about the future, know what's in store and all that kind of stuff, just tweet me at BristopiaPod with the hashtag are we all dead yet and I'll pick up the message. No worries, I'll pick it up. Okay, let's get started. Question number one, is murder still illegal? Yes, of course, what a silly question. The only thing that's changed about homicidal law is that your sentence will be waived if you just really fucking hate the guy. Question two, can you still get chicken nuggets? Yes, but we call them chicken pebbles. Three, what's the most significant celebrity story of the last 12 months? This is a good question. After genealogists finally prove that Will Smith has no royal heritage to speak of, the Fresh Prince, or the Fresh Fibber as we now refer to him, was forced to apologize. Unfortunately, this didn't prevent fans from ritually burning 1999's multi-platinum record Willennium, which leaked dangerous chemicals into the atmosphere, pushing the planet far beyond the point of no return for climate change, forcing a second apology from Will Smith. Thankfully, this one was accepted. Question four, is spinach a type of salad or a type of vegetable? Interesting, uh, I'm not really sure what this has to do with the future, but incidentally, in 2017, due to its high iron content, spinach was recently reclassified as a metal. And finally, what happened after Brexit? Brexit. Brexit. What was that? Sorry, I'm racking my brains here. I'll get it in a minute. Oh, shit. Yes, no, I remember now. Wow. Yeah, well, um, after the first few months of negotiations, everyone was just, you know, bloody sick to Dickens with the whole business and decided not to bother. We just stayed in the EU, so Britain's, you know, it's still in the EU. Of course, as a result, many other countries held their own referendums, leading to multiple departures from major countries. So, in uh, 2017, uh, what are we looking at? The EU is now made up of Britain, uh, Germany, and inexplicably, ISIS. Jesus. Better get on with the show.
All right, let's get to today's studio guest. Now, listeners to the last episode of Bristopia will probably recognise her voice and will likely be pretty surprised she's been invited back. But nevertheless, please welcome back to the studio verified 2017 pensioner, Mrs Miggles, to give us a little more insight into what it's like to be bloody old in the future. Now, Mrs Miggles... Yes, hello. Now, uh, do you remember last time you came in, you told me about how much you loved Britney Spears, sang all of her songs and then tried to kill me? You stabbed me. Like, loads. Oh, no, dear, I, I don't think so. That, that doesn't sound like me at all. You must be imaginarying things. Well, I mean, I've still got the stitches. One of them's in the shape of your initials. Two ends. Oh, oh, young man, you have been in the wars, yeah. haven't you? Where's my turpentine? Let me fetch it. All right, well, uh, let's just move on to what you're in here today to chat about. Uh, so it's 2017, environmental concerns are only growing, and you're doing your bit for the environment. Oh, oh yes, dear, yes, yes, I've gone... Paperless. That's great. So you don't get any paper bills or anything like oh, that? Oh, certainly not, young man. No, no, any bills that come in, I just say, no, I don't want them, Mr. Postman. And then, then I look at him sternly like I used to look at my late husband, Richard, when he did a fart on the bus. And eventually the postman goes away. Okay, so do you get your bills, what, online? I mean, you've got to be careful. You don't want your heating or electricity shut off. I mean, you read about old people in the papers that, you know, struggle. and. and... Uh, uh, no, no. Newspapers, oh, thank okay. you. Paper, I'm paperless, yeah. don't you know? Paperless. Yes. Paperless. Yeah, we you were just... You believe the French is li- li- no paper. Right, no yeah. No pee-pee. But we were just talking about... No more daily mail for me. Oh, oh no. I-, I have no idea what causes cancer anymore. Probably being old. So where do you read your news? Uh, online? BBC News, maybe? The Guardian website, perhaps? I don't oh, know. Oh, of course, the internet. My, yeah. my late husband, Richard, used to use the internet, but okay. and I'd often walk in on him masturbating. Uh, anyway, oh. I'd look at him all stern, like I used to do when he did a fart at Betty's funeral. Now Betty oh, is... Oh, she's gone paperless too, well, right. before she passed away, of course. Oh, Gilly, no, dead. She went to the doctors and refused to take the prescription because it was on good. paper, so no good for the environment. Well, of course, but doctors can email prescriptions to pharmacies But that's the ultimate environmental... Now sacrifice, isn't it? How do you mean? Because she's fertiliser now. She's poo. Mrs. Miggles. What? We all have to go sometime. I'm going to go to coffee made of alternative materials. Like what? Oh, probably plastic. Well, that's not very good, is it? Okay, well, so, so you're paperless, but you don't use the internet. Uh, how do you keep a diary? Do you keep a diary? Oh, oh, my diary is in the cloud. How? You don't use the internet? I left it on an airplane. That's a joke? Oh, it is a joke. Yes, it's a technological joke. I'm very hip, very modern. I'm paperless, don't you know? Yep, you said a million times. Okay, so no bills, no newspapers, what else? No toilet paper. <laughs> no toilet paper? How do you make that work? Yes, no poo-poo paper for me. No, no. I just use Richard's old underpants. Well, it's not, they already not? smelled of old farts anyway. Ugh. Did I tell you about the time you were at the, the Queen's house? We've met once. He tried to kill me. And he farted on one of the corgis. How do you keep forgetting this? He let out a little fart, you know, just a tiny little beep. Bit crass. Little beep. And uh, and it was very embarrassing. And um, yes, and and then uh, then. So going paperless has gone pretty well then for you. Well, quite the opposite, actually, Andrew. I'll be honest with you. Um, I haven't not, paid a bill in a while. I'm and, not surprised. And um, so so some men have come over and they've told me I've got to leave. They oh, told no. me I've got to leave in um. What are you going to well, do? Well, I was meant to leave yesterday, but um, uh, that's why I broke into the studio and slept here all night. Yeah, so you found me. That's so not uh, actually, I came here again today because. I'm in trouble and I need another husband. Well, I don't think you're going to find anyone around here that fits that description. I'm well, afraid. I promise, Andrew, I'll be a very good wife to you. No, it's not going to be me. I'll do all your cooking I, and your cleaning. I'm very clean. That's not a problem. 
No problem Come on, Andrew, at all. can't I convince you to be Mr. Meagles? What was that? I'll be, I'll be ever so good. Come on. I can hear a... I, I'll be your slave. I'll be a slave. No. For you. No, I, I don't. I cannot fight it. What was that? Nobody can deny it. Don't like... Stay back. No, turn it off. Oh, I've got my knife no, and I've no, got keep back. No, no, oh. Stab, 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 oh. stab, stab, oh. stab, stab, should've, stab, 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 Justin, roll the fucking documentary. Roll it. So picture the scene. You're walking past the city's planetarium when suddenly you feel the ground shudder. What was that? Oh my god! A bomb! The windows shatter and we hear the sound of splintered metal as the planetarium's support structure crumples and falls away. The crowd panics as the giant mirror ball begins thundering through the city center. But the camera pans to the sky and we see a man. He parachutes onto the planetarium and begins running backwards until he's built enough perpetual motion to steadily bring it to a halt, just in time before it mows down a trail of innocent people. Women, children, Stephen Avery, and Cliff Ritchie, apparently. But who is this man? It's Bond. James Bond. And he's in Bristol. I'm acclaimed British director Saul Bluegrass and I'm in Bristol trying to establish a new central hub for the UK film industry. After the City of London gave up its capital city status to Bristol in 2017, the UK film industry followed suit. It traded Pinewood for Kingswood and Elstree for that massive tree in Western Bird Arboretum. Of course, to get the industry going again, we needed a uh, big, big franchise, a big name. And the only name that could possibly do that is Bond. James Bond! Oh yeah, I already did that. Most importantly, we've tried to use local talent as much as possible. For example, we've got Arban Animations handling the visual effects on Bond 25. Huh. Bristolian leading men. Stephen Merchant? No, no. Uh, is it one of the Wurzels? We went with a complete wild card. Hell. Oh hey there, bad guys. How's it going? Yeah, that's right. It's Mark Wahlberg. Cause me and the Funky Bunch here are ready to kick some ass. I got 006, I got 008, I got my brother Donnie. Uh, what's Mark Wahlberg got to do with Bristol? He once flew in a plane that was piloted by a man whose brother was married to someone from Bristol. He wrote him an autograph to give it to his brother so he could then give it to his wife for her birthday. I mean, I would have just asked for diamond earrings. Justin, Mark Wahlberg's autograph lives in Bristol. Wow, you're right. Okay, so back to the movie. Russian terrorists have placed multiple planetariums on each of Bristol's major hills, Park Street, Brandon Hill, and one of the ridiculous ones in Totterdown. And they plan to send them hurtling towards the city. If they collide, Bristol will blow. Poof, no more bagels. There's only one man that can save them. You know who it is. It's James Bond in his latest spy adventure, Skyballs. 
Uh, the production has faced some troubles. Oh, skyballs. Saul Bluegrass went on to explain that the production has faced numerous problems. So in today's documentary, I'm visiting the set of the latest James Bond movie to see if I can help it get back on track. Me, Justin. Let's start with the local secret agent, Nathan Spyman, who thinks the producers are missing a trick by not going hyper-local. Nathan Spyman. The problem I have is that despite a change in location, an opportunity to inject some realism into the franchise, the producers are choosing to wheel out the same old tricks. And he's right. If you think Bond will be switching his martini for Thatcher's, you'll be sorely disappointed. But most of all, Nathan believes the franchise has strayed too far from its roots. I think they should bring back Sean Connery. How old is he? A sprightly 85. Well, next you'll be telling me Harrison Ford could convincingly play Indiana Jones into his late 70s. Surprisingly, casting James Bond was the easy part. Those worried about Bond's lack of diversity have largely been assuaged thanks to the confusion caused by Wahlberg's thick Bostonian accent. You're the Bond girl, huh? I could probably do better, but that doesn't mean I don't want to get busy. And you know I mean busy like sex, not busy like turning down Basketball Diaries 2, Electric Boogaloo. So what do you say? You want to go back to the nearest Wahlburgers and bang? Wahlburgers burgers. They're just like my mommy used to make. But it's cool, she won't be there. Well, Adani might be. But we'll just do what we always do. Blindfold him, spin him around 20 times till he gets dizzy and falls out the window. Take that, Donnie! How does the concrete feel on your fucking face? Are you sure this fits the tone that Bond fans would expect from the franchise? It's exactly what we need to boost the franchise's star power. I mean, I get it. Wahlberg's a big star, but I can't help feel disappointed. If we're to establish this city as the UK's Hollywood, Brollywood, if you will, then we need to make the city a more central part of this movie. So I sat down with Mark Wahlberg to see what he knew about Bristol. So what's in Bristol? Is that a new protein powder? I gotta have it. Well, it's the city you're in right now. Is this in London? No, it's Bristol. Where's that? Well, it's in England. Yeah, London. No. England, it's a country, it's got many cities, you know, it's a part of, it's a part of Europe. Oh. Hello darkness, my old friend, I've come to talk with you again. Speaking of Brexit, it's caused its own problems to the production of Bond 25. A year on from the historic decision and 2017 is no clearer for those coming to work from outside of the UK. I spoke to Skyball's villain, Olga Makiavolvic, played by the actress, tormented Corny Clovier. Firstly, how have the other actors, such as yourself, responded to Mark Wahlberg's performance as Bond? I will not have you say one damn word against the great Mark Wahlberg. No? Absolutely not. He is strong, like baby elephant. Well, no, absolutely. I can certainly see that. But am I right in understanding that this production is facing issues with employing non-UK actors, such as yourself? Sadly, yes. My position is uncertain due to progressing Brexit negotiation. 
But if you're from a non-EU country like Russia, why would Brexit have changed things for you? No, you see, that is misunderstanding. I am actually Belarusian. I am part of EU neighborhood policy. Oh, well, should you have that accent then? I should have checked. Is it accurate or appropriate? You tell me, Yankee. Let's move on. All right, I'm sitting down here again with Mr. Mark Wahlberg. So all I'm saying is, uh, well, you're an American, I'm an American. You are? Jesus, Mark, get on board. What I'm saying is it's important for this film to have a positive influence on the city. We need to help people get to know the city and why it can be the heart of the UK film industry. And then exploit it for money? Not just any money, Mark. Huh? Bristol Pounds. So how do we do this? By going on a week-long cider tour. Oh my god, Justin, I love the cider. It makes my head dizzier than the time I stood in front of a mirror and tried to teach my reflection how to act distressed. Justin, I've never been inside a cider drunk before. Now you're getting it! I feel, I feel like I'm ready to play Bond. Yeah! I could be Bond forever! And then what? I could do a sequel to La Fighter! Yeah, but Mark, that was a biopic. Two fight, two fighters. Or ten free. But this time, I'm the bear. Mark Wahlberg! Okay, guys, medic. Medic, please. Yeah, yeah, he's overdosing. cut you, Donnie. If you look at me like that one more time, I will cut you. Justin, you're supposed to be helping us to promote this movie, but you'll turn it into Somerset Sideways if Paul Giamatti had the genealogy of an Italian beefcake rather than a baked potato left in a cupboard for a month. I know, I know. I'm sorry for getting Mark Wahlberg smashed on cider. We're going to have to give his lines to someone else. Miss Kornikovia reporting for duty, Mr. Sal. Tormented! I thought you got deported. Turns out Brexit meant almost nothing. Yes, true. I mean, I'm still here. Shut up, Justin. I left the set that day feeling like the world was a better place. I entered this experience, well, not feeling good about the future. But the changes we've made, well, they haven't fixed everything. They've had a strong and positive effect on the world. Through one of Britain's greatest exports, we've been able to show the world that post-Brexit, this country isn't a horrible and non-inclusive place. Though unfortunately, Bond is still white, thanks to me, we've made some good progress. Elsewhere. Because remember, if I hadn't turned Mark Wahlberg into a cider-faced wreck, then we wouldn't now have a female immigrant Bond. And let's face it, that's twice as progressive as a black bond.
I am Bond. James Bond. Renowned British spy. I shall have Martini. Please watch that kills and car that flies. Thanking you. Get down on pavement. I am Pan now. Get down. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. You are dead. I win. I am best spy. Justin, have you ever seen a Bond movie? I have not. Well, what a journey that was. Thank you, Justin. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. It's been a lot of fun. Don't forget to subscribe. And uh, if you're feeling generous, write us a review on iTunes. That always helps. That's really good. Okay, Bristopia this month featured myself, Andy Price, Owen Pachusco, Ellen Waddell, Tim Goodings, and Hannah Horan. Uh, until next time, enjoy your future. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.